Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Way is Wild podcast. We are your hosts, Blake and Joy Ligon. Each week, our goal is to equip and inspire each other to follow the wild way of Jesus. So join us as we discover together how we can follow Jesus into the wild. Okay, Blake, can I ask you something? Yes. Typically, I'm asking you the question, so... Are you dad tired? (laughs) (laughs) This is why I don't ask the question. (laughs) That was so good, Joy. So deep and thought-provoking. How would you define dad tired, Joy? Oh, you're just, you know, tired. and You're dad. (laughs) (laughs) How would you define it? Uh, I would think... I would describe dad tired as, uh, yeah, you're, you are trying as hard as you possibly can to be the husband, the father, the man that you're called to be. And in the midst of that, you're just exhausted mm-hmm. from doing that. And, uh, yeah, that's yes. So that would be how I defined it. And am I dad tired? Um, I don't know. It's a great question. I think there's definitely times where, yes, I would describe myself. Yes, just yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> yes, I was trying to like preacher it. But yeah, the truth is like, yeah, it's it's exhausting being a dad. I think our culture talks a lot about, we're kind of going deep quick. Sometimes we were fun and sometimes it's like. I mean, I just asked if you're a dad tired. I know, but it does. <laughs> sometimes I think in our culture, we highlight a lot about like mom tired and like how exhausted moms are and, you know, the pressures and the stresses that mom carry. Uh, but I don't often, I, I don't think we talk enough about the pressures and the stresses that dads carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think women carry a lot. They carry the weight of the family on their shoulders. They do. Um, you know, they, it, it, they, they, they hold it in their hearts differently than men do, but there are pressures and stresses on men that aren't talked about as much because men don't talk, you know, so they don't mm-hmm. communicate. They don't share, Hey, I'm really exhausted or I'm really tired or I'm really stressed or I'm really, uh, angry or, or whatever. They just don't talk. So you don't hear about, men expressing how exhausted they are but it's a real thing the pressure to um you know to provide for your family to be what a quote-unquote spiritual leader is which has still yet to be clearly defined in my opinion even as a pastor it's like what does that actually mean to be a spiritual leader and so there's that pressure to be a spiritual leader even though we don't even know what that is um there's the pressure to disciple our kids, the, the, the pressure to continue to date our wife. There's all the work pressures. There's the uh, uh, lawn care pressures, which <laughs> for me are, are, are daunting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke on this podcast that I don't like yard care, yard, 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 mm, yard work, y- yardening. <laughs> combination of yard and gardening <laughs> no i don't i just don't i don't get fulfilled i do our yard work uh i cut the yard cut the yard i cut the grass and i do the yard but i don't love it so anyway all that to say there all are the pressures there, there's a lot of pressures on dad and dads and i think we don't hear about it as much because men don't talk about it as much but anyway well there's that <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just burying my soul. My goodness, today. I didn't want to stop you. I thought, no, no. well, he's feeling it. Yeah, this is this is a <laughs> confessional episode. Well, I'm glad that we have Jared and Layla Lopes on the episode today. Yes. So Jared, many of you may know Jared. Uh, he is the founder and chief visionary for Dad Tired, uh, which he literally started uh, sitting on his bed with a laptop and a pair of Apple earphones, uh, launched a podcast, and it is now a uh, world wide ministry for men and um, as we highlight Jared obviously gets a lot of the credit but Layla played a pretty uh, phenomenal role in launching it and also uh, in in its ongoing success and so they always say behind every great man is a greater woman and I'll just speak for Jared that is definitely true Mm -hmm. it's true in our case i know Uh, that amen amen uh that's uh that's right so jared and layla sit down with us to talk about uh the story behind dad tired what they feel like are the biggest hindrances or distractions or hardships for men specifically they also share with us about uh how they keep their marriage healthy in the midst of uh, craziness Uh, they're trying to disciple their four children and um even during the episode, we, one of their kids was on the other side of the wall, letting 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 us know about their presence. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun. I don't think you can hear it though. No, you can't hear it. Hear their child. No, you can't. Yeah, um, and then they also talked to us about what they believe is the most important things to do to disciple their kids. And if anybody uh, can speak about uh, discipling your family and building your marriage, it's it's Jared and Layla Lopes. And what I love about them, uh, Joy, and you may have picked up on this, and we use this word a lot, and Jared uses this word a lot, but they're not perfect, and they haven't arrived. And so they lead with transparency. transparency. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Look at that jinx. We're in love. Oh, we are in love. <laughs> transparency, for sure. So we have gotten to know the Lopes over the years, and we are super excited for you guys to hear from them and hopefully be inspired and equipped to follow the wild way of Jesus in your home. So yeah, let's do it. Let's listen to the episode with Jared and Layla Lopes. Jared and Layla Lopes, <laughs> welcome to the Way is Wild podcast, guys. We are excited to have y'all with us. Yeah, Thank man. you. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. This is so fun. This is going to be a fun interview. It is fun. Yeah, so oh, it is. Excited y'all are with us, but we want to hear what have you guys been up to lately? Um, I just got home from a Dad's Hired retreat. We do those once a year. Dad's Hired. Uh, big retreat that's why there's like big old bags under my eyes because I, yeah. I haven't slept i noticed that yeah <laughs> yeah i, pre- I appreciate <laughs> it yeah <laughs> yeah no man we're just raising babies and uh being married and trying to figure out what it looks like to follow jesus through work and home and parenting and we're exhausted yeah mm. yeah that's right tired yeah that's right yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome how was the retreat oh man incredible last year we had 100 guys we didn't know how we've never done anything like that before so we we're like you know, we'll just reserve a hundred spots and see if guys will show up. These don't, nobody knows each other, you know? So you're like, well, a guy go mm-hmm. from a podcast listener to driving or flying across the country to meet other dudes. And we filled up a hundred spots. And then this year we're like, let's try 200. And we filled up 200 spots. So that's, that's awesome. so awesome. What yeah. cabin did y'all stay in? Do you remember what, the what? name? The cabin? We're going uh, there. 
this fall? Oh no, I don't remember. I would they I was like in a in a the basement behind the stage. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> nice. Sounds good. That's right where I wanted to be. Like no windows, pitch black, quiet. Yeah. It was, it was perfect. And I saw was there a video of some men being baptized? Yeah, we had I think they're they're trying to get a count because it was all spontaneous. So we just like we just go down the river right after the message and like if you want to get baptized, just do it right now. <laughs> And uh, so we were just standing there and then guys just like guys fully clothed. They're ready to get home. They think they're they're just going to get in the car and go home. But we're like, no, man, God did some stuff. Some of you got saved. Like, let's baptize. So guys came in their jeans, you know, full like polos and they just mm -hmm. walk into the river. So anyway, we're trying to get a count, but we're we think it's somewhere around 15, 16 guys that that's got baptized. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, that's a pretty <clears throat> powerful story. Uh, for these dudes to be able to say, you know what, I got saved at this men's retreat and was baptized in a creek in the Ozark Mountains. It's like, yep. I mean, that's yeah. just like, yep. uh, just a chest hair was grown that week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That really is. Okay. Uh, Lila, what are you up to these days? Well, watching the babies while he's gone on retreats and speaking engagements, but I did actually um just get a job too. So okay. I have my own, I'm, cause I'm a nurse for those who don't know, I'm an oncology nurse and I, um, I found a job that was unscheduled or PRN they call it. So I can work really as little or as much as I want to. So that's amazing. Um, yep. I'm going to work in a chemo infusion clinic for cancer patients. And, um, pretty much my hope is to work like zero to one day per week. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just enough to keep my license and do what I love and bring in a little mm -hmm. extra money. Um, but also I need to be home a lot too. So yeah. Jared's bragged really on you flexible. before with how great of a nurse you are. So yeah. I know they're in good hands. <laughs> She's, the She's the best. She's the best. Very sweet. Thank oh, you. That's awesome. And you did that before, right? Yep. Yeah. You're I've been a nurse yeah. about 15 years and yeah. almost all of it in oncology. Yeah. Wow. In Oregon, when I left, I was doing radiation um, oncology. And so now I'll be on the chemo side of things again. Wow. Wow. So you got... your work is important too, for sure. Yeah. 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 Right. It's my, my own little ministry. I yeah, love that. For sure. That's awesome. You guys, we have, I feel like we need to start off by saying just thank you to both of you because y'all have inspired and blessed, equipped us. Uh, Jared, we've been able to have you in our home and uh, man, just really enjoyed uh, not only that, but also blessing our church, man, you've been a part of multiple things we've done and, uh, and then brought Layla this last time and you guys both just <laughs> crushed it. We still hear from people uh, in our church about what they did, what God did in their lives uh, through that marriage conference. And so, man, we just, we want to thank you guys. You yeah. guys are doing it. I mean, you really are, you are blessing and building the kingdom in awesome ways. And, um, one of the biggest ways you guys are doing that is with Dad Tired. And so share with us for people who may be listening or like, I haven't heard yet of Dad Tired. Uh, they've been under a rock the last, uh, you know, eight years or whatever. <laughs> but uh, tell us about Dad Tired and, and what is the mission behind Dad Tired? Yeah, man, we're uh, we're trying to equip men to lead their family well. That's that's the mission. There's a lot of dudes. So we got um, a lot of guys involved with Dad Tired, but it's probably 25 to 40-ish year old guys who have young kids that want to be spiritual leaders of their homes and don't really feel like they know exactly what that looks like. They didn't have an example of that growing up. So they're trying to figure that out on their own. And um, so we're just trying to build a community of dudes who are like-minded and then equip them to lead their family. Well, um, it started, I, I wasn't trying to start anything. I grew up without a dad. 
you know, I was three years old and my dad bailed. My mom and dad were never married. So uh, I would say I had like nobody in my family to give me an example of what manhood looked like, especially mm -hmm. biblical manhood. Every dude in my family left grandpas, uncles. Um, wow. So I, I was raised by a bunch of women and um, then became a dad, became a husband and was really excited to do those things because I wanted to be better than all the men who I saw in my family. But um, turns out it's a lot harder. <laughs> like good, <laughs> good motivation yeah. is uh, not you need more than good motivation to lead well. And uh, we hit a season in our marriage pretty early on where uh, it was completely falling apart. Our marriage was falling apart. I had just come out of a failed church plant, um, was dealing with a lot of identity stuff. Like I, I in hindsight, learned um, nobody spoke identity over me. You know, I didn't have a man, especially in my life. I didn't have a dad, especially in my life that was like, this is who you are. And mm -hmm. so in hindsight, I think I spent a lot of my life trying to figure out what my identity is and do, doing that through, I've, I've searched for identity and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, but I had the identity kind of ripped out from under me and then just floundered and got in a dark, real, real, real dark spot, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that caused us to get in a spot where I thought we were going to get a divorce, literally Googling divorce lawyers near me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, Layla and I were in the middle of a huge fight, thought we were going to, it was going to all end, um, that we were fighting all the time at mm -hmm. that season of our life. We were just talking about this last night, actually. Mm -hmm. It's just that season sucked so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Sorry for yeah. using the word suck. I don't know how uh, <laughs> PG <laughs> this podcast is. It was so a rough okay. season. Yeah. yeah, it was so terrible. But we, um, Layla, I didn't know this. She had kind of just given, like, I don't know what to say to Jared. He's like not a good dude well, right now. What do you say to a, a pastor who's been in ministry? Like, hey, you're not being very Christ-like. Like he knows mm -hmm. all those things. And so I, I'd kind of run out of, like he knows everything I could say. So I, yeah, I was like at a loss. There's nothing mm -hmm. I can do. Yeah. So, but I found out in the middle of that fight, she said, um, I was trying to hurt her. Honestly, I was like just immature mm -hmm. and mean. And so I was just trying to hurt her in that fight. And she paused and she got, she started to cry, which is rare for Layla. She's much emotionally stronger than, than I am. Well, I'm very justice driven. And I think mm -hmm. he was being a jerk. And so the, the justice side of me is like, I'm not going to let that go. And I would, I would want to just like battle it out. Like you mm -hmm. did the wrong thing. I'm not going to back down. You did the wrong thing. So until you recognize you you're doing the wrong thing, I'm going to, I'm doing right. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I usually operate. Yeah. yeah. But she wasn't like that in this particular argument. She was really kind and soft. And mm -hmm. she, she told me that she had been waking up in the middle of the night and had been praying for me and mm -hmm. praying that God would capture my heart again. And you know, Romans talks about it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And I always say it's the kindness of God through Layla that led my heart to repentance, that drew my heart back. It wasn't her being like, you suck as a husband. What are you doing? Man up. Are you hurting our kids? All those things are true. Mm -hmm. We're true. But she didn't say any of that. She just said, I've been praying for you. I pray that God captures your heart. And for whatever reason, those words softened my heart and drew mm -hmm. me back to Jesus. And um, I started to talk about that publicly, which is a very millennial thing to do <laughs> on social media. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> are all my life's problems. And, uh, yeah. but it seemed to resonate with a lot of guys. Like I basically just told that story online and, and said that I feel like I'm not the man, husband, disciple I want to be. And, uh, dad, I'm, I don't, I'm not the dad I wanted to be. And, um, but I'm not willing to give up. And then guys all over the country were like, dude, I resonate with that. And dad tired started on accident. Okay. So I have a question for Layla on that, because I know there are a lot of women that I've talked to that have husbands that are going through something like that, or, and you kind of talk through like your process 
and you landed on prayer, what would you encourage women that have, um, the same kind of story? Like you can probably resonate with their emotions and where they're at, but what would you encourage the women that are listening that are, what would you give as advice for them? Yeah. I always feel so sorry when I hear women going through stuff with their husbands and Mm. I just, because I, it's still, even though a lot of years have passed now that I can still remember how awful mm-hmm. it was. And it's such a lonely place, like that awkward silence in the house, the tension, the mm-hmm. trying to protect the kids, but like, you're just so furious with you, with each other and just so angry, disappointed, confused. Um, and then the loneliness of it, because that's the other thing, especially, you know, Jared, having been in ministry, even at that time, who can, who could I talk to without like completely tarnishing his reputation right, to say like, right. Hey, yeah, pastor Jared, he's like not really following the Lord right now. And he's being kind of mean, <laughs> <laughs> but also don't like, we do need a job. So I don't want to like tarnish his, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it just really becomes like an isolated and lonely place mm-hmm. to be. And so, um, but like I said too, my, my natural disposition in my flesh is to be like, I'm going to battle it out. You're wrong. I could have left. Like I probably, a lot of people would have understood if I had, but, um, I didn't want that. Like I wanted Jared back who he used to be, who I knew he was in Christ. And so I think I have, um, my, what I came to, and I think what the Lord just helped me realize was like, you can't do it, Layla. You can't because that's another thing I like to reason with people. And I don't like when people are unreasonable and he was being Mm -hmm. extremely unreasonable at the time. And I (laughs) hate that Mm -hmm. because I can't argue. You can't argue with somebody who's being unreasonable. So he was just in just such a tough place. There was nothing I could say or do. And I think it wasn't until I just accepted that. Like I was just holding on so tightly until I realized like, I'm, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to carry on and just pray. God, this is your mess. <laughs> this guy's your mess. And so um, <laughs> that's it. It's she's, she's still praying that prayer. I think Joy, Joy prays that prayer as well. Yeah, yeah. This guy's your mess. But it really was that way because when, when I recognize like he knows all of this stuff intellectually, he needs a new heart. Like we mm. all do, you know? And so I just prayed, God, would you please just capture his heart again? Please capture his heart again. Every night asking God, please capture his heart again. But in that, I kind of regained a softness toward him instead of that perpetual fury that I had been feeling for so long. I started feeling like almost like a compassion for him, like this supernatural. Cause like I said, that is not like my natural flesh is like, I'll battle it out. You're wrong and I'm right. And I'm not going to back down. But I was just like, I didn't care as much about being right. I was, Mm. I felt compassion for him. And that's only through prayer. I know. Um, And so I would just, that would be my encouragement. And it's such an annoying answer. I hate to say that, but like to, to ask, like, you know, I, I need help. What can I do? Well, I'll be praying for you or you should pray about it eye roll right it's like yeah. I know that but like what else but really that was it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's wow. it there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do in your power and so dad tired was was launched from that season and and like you said Jared I, I believe I heard uh the first dad tired podcast that you put oh, out geez, um, that's scary. 
Uh, it was, uh, I mean, it was so raw though. And just transparent. Mm-hmm. I remember there were multiple times you were just like, I don't guys, I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting here on my bed. And mm-hmm. what's crazy is it's gone from that. And th- this season that you guys were in to now, uh, I mean, thousands upon thousands of men and families all over our country and the world are being impacted by you and your family and y'all's story. And that is truly incredible. It seems like it's that's been a theme for us in the in the episodes that we've put out recently. Uh, God takes our deepest places of pain and makes them our purpose for his kingdom. And um, that's definitely y'all's uh, story. And I guess Dad Tired also, it was it was focused on men. It still is focused on men, obviously, but it's also become this family discipleship and marriage uh, think tank and and training place where men not only are like hearing those messages of man up and do this, but they're also like, hey, let's equip you guys to be better husbands and better fathers. And so one of the questions I had for you guys is, what are some of the challenges that y'all face with leading a ministry about marriage and family discipleship while you're doing marriage and family <laughs> discipleship in your own home. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I, um, even just being at the retreat, like there would be guys that came up to me and <clears throat> this happened a few times where guys would come up to me with tears in their eyes and they're like, man, you've made such a big impact on my, my, myself and my marriage and the way that I parent. And, um, there's part of me, I'm, I'm thankful to play a role, you know, that in their journey, but, um, there's part of it that just feels really disconnected like that 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 there those kind words can only come so far because of what you just said like I know how broken <laughs> I am <laughs> and messed up I am and I'm like all of that tired has really always been I'm just gonna stumble publicly that's that was the day one thing like mm-hmm. I didn't start a podcast because I was like oh I think I got husbandhood figured out let me write a blog <laughs> you know it was like Nailed I it. don't yeah, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Let me write a blog. And mm-hmm. I've always just stayed in that theme. There's sometimes it's weird because as dad tired's grown, like, you know, there's been books that have come out of it. And sometimes you'll go on a radio show on a TV show, like it's exploded. And sometimes there's parts of me that try to like fake it. Like, oh, I, there's bright lights on me. Maybe I should mm-hmm. try to sound smart, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm just, uh, I, the, the best ministry that we've ever done in dad tired is when I just stay with that heart. It's like, dude, I'm just going to stumble publicly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's not always the fun, most fun calling to be honest with you. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Sometimes I do wish that I was more wise or had some expert thoughts or I could, I could give thoughts that nobody else is giving, but I really don't. Um, I just, I really am a dude that doesn't know what he's doing and has invited a bunch of other dudes who don't know what they're doing to pursue Jesus with me. And so I don't really feel, I don't, I personally don't feel any kind of pressure to like, oh man, we, we don't know what we're doing, how we're going to run dad tired. Yeah. I think, yeah, there is sometimes a misconception of like, um, like when we first moved to South Carolina, we're meeting people and they're meeting our kids. And if I said something like, you know, we were struggling with, with one of our kids are like, wow, even Layla and Jared with dad tired struck. Like if you guys are struggling with your kids, but I'm like, of course we are like, why mm-hmm. we are so normal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we are not on any sort of like parenting or marriage pedestal at all. We're just trying to figure it out like everybody else. But I think the difference is like w- the goal really of dad tired has always just been like pursue Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's when the marriage is 
can be restored. That's when parenting can like be more fruitful and like Mm -hmm. more successful and things like that. So I think it's not at all about that. We've got some sort of like magic knowledge downloaded or anything. We've just literally, like he says, just always stumbling forward and talking it out and trying to keep Jesus in in the front. As I I got a message at 806 last night from a guy that said, Jared, I'm a young guy, just almost 25. And I've been following your page for years. I recently started my first real relationship with a wonderful young woman. And I feel so empowered and equipped to lead after spending Mm -hmm. so much time listening Mm -hmm. to the podcast and reading, reading the books and following on Instagram. Wow. So that's awesome. I, I always say like we it. trick guys in with the dad tired name. Cause it's so non-threatening, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not like, who doesn't want to be a better yeah, it's dad. not like man up, yes. you know, ministries or whatever. It's just like, you know, dad tired. Like you feel it's, it's everybody can relate. <laughs> yeah. So yes. it's, so we just, we're, I think we're a men's ministry truly that just happens to use the name dad tired. It's a gospel mm-hmm. ministry yeah. that gets, you know, gets men in the door with the yeah. idea of like being a better dad who doesn't want to be a good dad. And yeah, yeah but really it's seek Jesus. That stuff will come. Well, I think what I love about you, Jared and, and Layla both is you guys lead with transparency. And I think, especially in this generation now, but I think it's always been true, but it's been highlighted recently with millennials, with Gen Z is that transparency, transparency leads to transformation. I mean, like that, that's the, that's the preacher way of saying that, but it really is true. And I think that's part of the reason why you've seen so many men uh, gravitate towards this because you use that word all the time, stumbling, stumbling. We st- we're stumbling our way to this. And so uh, you guys are doing an excellent job leading uh, at, you know, imperfectly and being very honest about that. Um, you know, and along with that, Jared, what is one of the biggest deficits that you see in men specifically today? Like where are they? As I mean, you have surveyed the, the world in essence. So what is one of the biggest things that you're seeing like men just haven't quite gotten yet from either the generation before where's the biggest deficit for these men i think a lot of guys aren't like stepping into their role as a as the man god's calling them to be one it's oftentimes there's a lot of shame for a lot of men like Mm -hmm. how am i going to lead somebody else towards a god that i don't personally feel close to because of my own shame i'm still Mm -hmm. dealing with my own stuff and lack of identity I think most guys, there are many, many, many guys who fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Um, some are it's just ignorant. So ignorance can be paired with that. Like nobody taught me how to do this. So mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to lead well. I just literally don't know what to do. But I think shame is a huge one. Mm-hmm. And with shame, like all the ramifications of shame, a big one is identity loss, kind of talking about what we were just talking about. Men find identity in what they do. And I'm the, you find a lot of dudes in their 30s and 40s, 50s and up who are just scrambling to figure out, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? And so they're trying to find that in money and finances and women and addictions and uh, hobbies, part of the motorcycle club, or I can beat you at fantasy football, or <laughs> I just, I'm climbing the success, the, you know, the, the um, career ladder, whatever it is. But all of that really, for most guys, if they're honest, is am I good enough? Do I have mm-hmm. what it takes? You know, mm-hmm. I think, and, and so um, that's why Layla, you know, she just said we're a gospel centered ministry. Like we're just trying to get back to the gospel. I just kept telling the guys at the retreat, your sons, your sons, your sons. Mm-hmm. One guy actually told me in line at lunch, he said that there was 200 guys there. And the things that were sticking out to him was number one, he didn't know the denomination of any other guy. And that mm-hmm. was really rare because we were just mm-hmm. all seeking Jesus together. 
Mm-hmm. So it was weird to be in a room full of, you didn't know the de- denomination. But the other thing that was rare is that he said, I've been here for two days and I don't know what any of these guys do for work. Nobody's oh, asking. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking what we do for work. And that was the thing that was sticking out to him the most, mm-hmm. you know, because how many times does a guy get in a conversation? It's like, what do you do? Right. You know, yes. Like we're just trying to size each the other up question. as quickly yes. as, as possible. What we're really trying to do is like, what's your identity and how does it compare to mine? That's yes. really what we're doing. Yes. And uh, there, there was none of that happening. There was no like, what it was like, how long, where'd you hear about that tired? How long you been following Jesus? What are your kids like? How long you been married? And so you have lawyers and plumbers and doctors and like whatever, all just seeking Jesus together, dude. It was like really, really incredible. But um, those would be some of the biggest things. And I think kind of uh, the playground for all of that to be redeemed is friendship, mm-hmm. deep friendship, like-minded dudes who like where you could be in a group and nobody's asking what your job is and what your status is. But you can just say, I'm trying to follow Jesus and here's where I'm stumbling. Let me confess my sin. You mm-hmm. confess your sin to me. Let's pray for each other and get to the end goal, which is that we're the husbands, fathers, and disciples God's called us to be. And that then you start to find healing and identity uh, in men. Well, that immediately when you say confess your sins to one another, that shame immediately leaves right. with confession. And right. so, I mean, you you crushed it head on with the guys that have that shame. It's like, no, let's confess and then let's move forward in forgiveness. That's why transparency, especially if you're in any kind of leadership, but that transparency is so critical because it takes away that the idea that other people are better than me, they're doing better than I am. They're not Mm -hmm. struggling like I am, but if you're transparent and then you kind of recognize like everyone's got the same junk, Satan's Mm -hmm. game plan is the same for all of us. So if you're just vulnerable with it, then, um, then other people will be too. And that's when change can happen. Just with all the experience, all the knowledge that you guys have come across, what is the most important things that parents can do with their kids that make a massive impact. Yeah, I don't really know yet because I've only been a parent, <laughs> <laughs> only been a parent for twelve question, years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm only twelve years in. Jared's like, did Excuse you not me. hear earlier when we said we don't know what we're yeah. doing? No, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with transparency on this one. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I remember yeah, I mean, advice but, you gave us one time. Yeah. yeah, well, we're twelve years in, so like we we have a kind of a little bit of skin in the game, but you know, there's a there are a lot of people who've done this a lot longer than us and maybe 12 more years from now, we'll have a totally different idea of what the best discipleship, but so far in 12 years, here are the two things that have stuck out to me the most where I've seen uh discipleship happen most. One is the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Best conversations we've had have been around a dinner table. We try to light a little tabletop fire as often as we can when we eat dinner. And that seems to center conversation around the table. So everything's fighting for their attention uh, and, and it's getting harder as they get older to get them around that dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're no, let me play with my friends. It's going to get dark a few more minutes, whatever. Um, so dinner table is a big one, but the other one is the best discipleship has happened usually in 30 second to five to 10 minute moments. And it's always when stuff hit the fan, like mm-hmm. the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's usually after somebody failed in some way. Um, like, I, I guess another way that I could say it is like some kind of failure is, are like the best ingredients for the best discipleship. Mm-hmm. And we've done, we've read, um, Jesus storybook Bible to our kids when they were real young, you know, teaching them the big story of the, the scriptures we've done memory verses, you know, the, te- like you mentioned, dwell, mm-hmm. you know, we try to memorize the scriptures together. We've done family devotionals and all of that, all of it, I think is good and foundational and needed. 
but the best discipleship has happened in the failures. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the thurs on Thursday last week, I was going to get on a plane to go to the, to this retreat that we've been talking about. My kids are, my two oldest are screaming at each other. We're having kind of a little bit of a medical issue with our four-year-old. So I'm trying to call doctors and it feels urgent. It's a little mm-hmm. bit scary. She's okay now, but in the moment we didn't know what was happening and we're scared. So we're calling, trying to get her into an appointment right now. Kids are screaming. My emotions are high towards my daughter. Is she okay? Plane to catch and I'm trying to get hours. on a plane in, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> so all of this is happening. I, what I'm really feeling is scared. I feel super, super scared about my daughter and out of control because I'm about to leave when I don't know what's going on with my four-year-old daughter. I take my scared feelings and I channel that into anger as I walk up the stairs towards my two older who are screaming at each other. They're over, 12 and 10. They're squabbling like you wouldn't believe. Over something st- couldn't be more stupid, you know? <laughs> and I feel like the health of my daughter is at, you know, so th- so I, I take what I'm really feeling, scared out of control, walk up the scare- stairs, turn that into anger and pour out my anger on specifically my 12-year-old son. And now I'm like, okay, let me go get on a plane and minister to some guys, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pour out my anger on him, um, go downstairs, walk, sit down with Layla and say, I just failed right there. Like I just messed that one up and I already regret it. And I'm just like feeling all the things. So now I have two minutes. I walk back up. He's sitting on his floor crying. Um, or he, he, he was trying to act tough. I sit down next to him. So we're both sitting on the floor against the wall quietly. As soon as I sit down, he starts to bawl. He uh-huh. feels the sh- the guilt and heaviness and shame of how, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I feel the guilt and heaviness and shame of how I responded to what he was doing. And I said, come here. And I just I t- pulled him in and he just started to sob on my chest. He's 12, you know, so I have all these flashbacks of when he's a baby boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's 12 now. He's becoming a young man. Mm-hmm. And I we we talk through those moments. Oh, that's a really long way of saying. I am confident that that moment will be burned in his memory for a long time, if not for life. And I'm confident that it will be burned in my memory for a long time, mm-hmm. if not the rest of my life. Discipleship happened there, but all of it came from a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been the tr- like the, the track record and reputation of discipleship in our home for the last 12 years. Like the, the hard stuff is where the real discipleship has been happening. I think well, you I've, hear those kinds of stories from other dads and dad tired, like you talked about that shame and not having it together and that misconception of like discipling and leading my family looks like I need to get it together. And it's just not that way at all. It's, it's, what does it look like when you mess up? What does it look like when you need to ask for forgiveness? Do you do it? And your kids see that. And that's, that's the discipleship piece. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like you said in that moment, you gave your son permission to, uh, well, you gave him uh, an example of like, hey, my dad needs Jesus too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. But then also like com- you you were the example of like confessing, like this is what that looks like. And then forgiveness and mm-hmm. grace. And yeah, that was powerful. Guys, the last question that we ask everyone, because part of the way is wild is we love highlighting uh, God's creation and what it does for us being outside. And so the last question is for both of you, what is your favorite place in the wild? I know, I know uh, my wife well enough to know she needs time to think about her answer. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, she just said, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I love anything with water. 
any yeah. of them with water. If it involves water, I'm in. So lakes, oceans, uh, ponds, anything with water, rivers. Um, but so we just moved from Oregon, which is full of rivers and lakes. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, out here to South Carolina, which is also beautiful, but different kind of beauty. Mm -hmm. But me and my son have been fishing for shark and we've been catching shark lately. What? And somehow. Baby sharks. Yeah, baby sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not like reeling in big old. Well, mama bear's out there somewhere. Well, she's she's sure close. Sure, yeah. But yeah, just baby sharks. And um, super, that's super exciting. Yeah. What, what kind of closer to Jesus? Yeah. How, what kind of sharks is that? Are... I think they're black tip. What kind of sharks are those? They're like doc yeah, doctors struggling. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of sharks are them? Are you fishing? <laughs> what type of sharks are you fishing for? <laughs> um, I'm not fishing for any. I don't know. I'm not good enough fisherman to know, know what I'm fishing for. I just yeah, put a piece of shrimp on there. What happened? I wasn't even trying to fish for shark until I caught my first one, <laughs> and then I realized, <laughs> no, okay, I... there's shark in here, and I just kept trying to go back. Stingray. To stingray. We've caught. You eels. caught a stingray in yeah. an eel. Mm -hmm. yeah where we it's live like it's all brackish water, so it's like yeah. ocean it's like saltwater rivers so wow. sometimes you might be catching like you could catch trout and bass and on the next one you pull up a shark we even have gators in there it's weird it's crazy i haven't caught a gator yet because they're usually just like passing through i don't know it's yeah it's weird crazy. stuff really fun here. That sounds like the most treacherous waterway in the yes. world. I mean, yeah, gators, sure. you, know crazy? Crazy? you know what's crazy about that? Is we will literally be fishing for shark, like pulling up sharks. Some tourist will come by on their rented boat, pooling their kids on an inner tube. And I'm oh, like, no. Guys, <laughs> no. No idea what is in these waters. I just saw a stingray with the wingspan of, you know, bigger than me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's insane. Yeah, definitely not. Joy will never get in that any stresses me out yeah she doesn't like water well like, she does guys well, out we'll I take like water i just don't like i like hearing it run yeah i don't like, like a toilet not or something. Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i just don't like what's underneath yes. like if i can't see, she can't see that's yeah. my outdoor beauty is like i'm i'm trying i'm i'm from oregon born and raised and the beauty in oregon is like that it's that flannel Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very, this is very Oregon. Uh, it's fall, y'all. It's 85 fall, degrees outside. It's 85 degrees outside. Summoning the fall weather. I, yeah. I, I love that. It gets to me. I need that mm -hmm. cold. So I'm going to bring it. I interrupted you. What's your outdoor? I'm just okay. interested to hear. The Oregon beauty is like my jam. And so mm -hmm. born and raised in Oregon all my life. And that like riparian ecosystem with the trees and like a stream or a creek with salamanders and bro, just homie throwing out all kinds of words i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to the doctor now what did you say what was the right what was oh right like the like the fort like a forest with moss and what's the word riparian 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 r-a-p-a-r-i-a-n Jared's face when you said that though was like I don't. Even I've never know. heard that word. I've never heard. Right Have there. I been there with her? <laughs> yeah, yes. Where we lived in Malala, that was like right. riparian. It teaches me new things. You talk, yeah. That's no fascinating. It's I've never like the, the fluffy moss. Yes, and I bet that's salamanders really and newts. It's mm. very pretty. pretty. That's kind of my like when I think of a pretty outdoor place, I like that mm. here. It's so funny because it's very like, um, like you said, brackish water and like seagrass and mm -hmm. these like estuaries and it's just very marshy. different, marshy. Mm -hmm. And I can see that it's pretty, 
but like it doesn't compute in my brain because my whole life has been only like these big pine trees and stuff. And so this is just very, it's a different pretty. It is pretty, but it's different. It's not Rapparian. I'm surprised you remember how to say it. Yeah. I didn't even know. I, I already lost it. No, that that uh, that's fascinating. Um, uh, we've never been on the West Coast. No, I know that sounds really oh. pretty. The moss and stuff yes. sounds like it'd be like popping against the rock. Yeah. Riparian, related to or situated on the banks of a river, um, relating to wetlands adjacent to rivers and streams. See, I, you guys, I married the nerdiest of them all. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome, Jerry. When you said water and rivers, um. I started laughing because I started thinking about Satan's uh, cesspool. Uh, that is that is one of my favorite stories. Not just like my favorite Jared story. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. Oh, reading God. that in uh, what well, it was, Dad tired and loving yeah. it. Right, that yeah. first book. Reading yeah. that story, like I laughed out loud because I I like to kayak. I like being on rivers too. And so that story, if you don't know it. You need to go pick up Dad Tired and Loving How It and read that like story. Cesspool, wasn't that, yeah, that was the point of the story, but yeah. 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 That oh, was a real a true story. Yeah. That true was story. a great story. Well, guys, this has been an awesome conversation. We love and appreciate and respect and are cheering you guys on. Yes. And so thank you for your time. And uh, you guys are blessed. Keep building, uh, keep building the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the Way as Wild podcast. We hope today's episode inspired and equipped you to follow the wild way of Jesus. If you love the Way as Wild podcast, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a happy review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And please share this with a friend. If you want more of the Way is Wild, you can visit our website at thewayiswild.com and also sign up for our monthly Inspire letter. Until next time, friends, let's take what we've learned together and follow Jesus into the wild.